you know, they're, they're like, oh, oh, and like, the pain and then the itch. And then it was it this the smell. It was just awful. You're listening to the Run the Riot podcast, where we talk about all things ultra running. I'm your host, David Terrio, and man, I'm pumped that you are here. Let's see what we can get into today. What's going on, my friends? David Terrio here with the Run the Riot podcast, and today we've got a treat for you. Uh, today we'll be talking with Christina Curdy. Uh, I met her when I did the Tahoe 200. She was on the medical team and she helped me a whole bunch with my blisters and I saw the way she interacted with others and helped others and we became friends on social media and I was like, this is an interesting, interesting woman. So uh, we talk about all kinds of things. Uh, I've discovered some things about her that uh, I had no idea. Uh, but I, I, one of the things that's kind of neat, we talked about you know, running mechanics. Um, she collects mushrooms um and we also talk about the main reason i wanted to have her on were was because of some of the things that she's seen at races and and issues uh runners have had and you know uh, her advice on some of these things now i have to tell you that one spot in there gets a little bit graphic about some of the things she had to deal with and about um she encourages guys not to shave in a certain place and she talks about something she had to deal with at tahoe and um but it's the real deal so i'm gonna leave it in there and um speaking of chafing uh today's podcast is being brought to you by T8 Running Gear. It's running gear designed by ultra runners. You can check them out at t8.run. Uh, guys, their, their men's commando briefs, their running underwear are amazing. They're super comfortable. They're guaranteed chafe free. Uh, I've put a bunch of miles in on these and they work. They're great. You need to check them out. And uh, I've got a running code uh, for them. You go to t8.run and if, uh, the discount code is 50-runtheriot. Again, that's 50-runtheriot at t8.run. Check those things out. And if you do, I want to know what you think. I think they're pretty awesome. Super comfortable. When I first put them on, I was like, wow. <laughs> so anyway, and you wear these under. They're kind of see-through. You wear these under your shorts. Don't wear them by themselves. Yeah, you might get arrested. Anyway, um, so today, though, let's get back to Christina Curdy. Uh, she does did, did medical for 200. She does medical for races and uh, super fun, super interesting conversation. Check it out. people are more aware of their personal space nowadays and more or aware of how close people get or how they get close to people. Could it be interesting what the leftover ramifications will be after that? I I agree. It's going to be um, and, and we'll end up talking a little bit about this, but, you know, in our kind of niche <laughs> the, in in racing and running and all that. And, you know, I, I don't know, just life in general. I, I'm a I don't know about you, but I'm kind of I'm a hugger, you know, like I, I like to shake people's hands and, you know, like, hey, how you doing? They want to, you know, hug your neck. And, uh, you know, everybody's a little different. I'm from South Louisiana. So that's you know, that's what we do, you know. And now it's kind of like. Hey, you know. <laughs> it's interesting. You, 
you want to hug the person and, and just saying hello, because I'm usually a hugger of even new people. Yeah, yeah. And it's ju- it's it's now socially uncomfortable to not hug and to pull back and to go, uh, hi, you know, yeah. or something. Exactly. Uh, for me. It, it, yeah, same, same here. Cause yeah, yeah, we just, yeah, I, 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 I still love you. I like you, but from afar, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm not rejecting you. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Well, um, you know, in, in these interesting times, um, you know, um, there's still life goes on and, you know, we're, I'm, um, you know, I'm, I'm trying to keep, you know, keeping the podcast going too and adding some, some other ones. So, you know, people got a little extra time on their hands, you know, and, um, yeah, <laughs> some people, some people don't, some people are really busy, Yeah. but yeah, but, um, so you know, you and I, we met in uh and I look, I'm even wearing my, my, my Tahoe shirt, you know, Tahoe, <laughs> which one's that? I'm wearing the Bigfoot. Oh, you're wearing the Bigfoot. And, 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 uh, and so, um, uh, I kind of, you know, did a little bit of digging on you. Cause I, you know, I kind of knew you, uh, you, you know, just a little bit, you know, and I was like, well, did she, did, did you know, I want to know that did you run too? And I was like, Oh, she did run. She's done some running and she's done, you know, cause I just knew you as medical, uh, personnel out there and, and you took care of us crazies. And, and so, you know, you're a crazy too. So, so before we, are, are you, so you, you're up in Washington. Are you from there originally? No, I am from Miami, Florida. Really? Yeah. I did not know that. Okay. I didn't dig enough, I guess. I, <laughs> I don't know how much there is out there. I've got, you know, I've still got my articles. I've written articles that are still out online somewhere. Oh, about okay. Analysis with the military and God, I did all sorts of stuff. How the hell did you dig if you couldn't find that? Well, I I, I didn't dig a lot. I mean, I just kind of looked on on social media a little bit and just kind of yeah. mostly to see if you ran and and things like that. You know, I didn't I didn't I didn't uh I didn't do background check or anything. <laughs> up, don't care. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's kind of how I am. People, you know, whatever, you know, dig all you want. It's, it's yeah. there. Yeah. <laughs> so, so you're from, okay. So you're from, from, uh, from my, well, what did you, um, you grew up in, in Miami and, and live there and, um, you, tell me, tell me about your, you know, your, your, early, you know, early life out there. I'm, I'm curious. <laughs> <laughs> that's a lot. <laughs> no, no, born and raised in Miami, Florida. Okay. And had, oh gosh, I, I was lucky in many ways. I had experiences most, most kids don't really get to have, really. Okay. Um, I flew gliders. I, uh, we had a balloon, a hot air balloon. Wow. Um, I did a lot of that stuff and, uh, I would meet, I've met. Gosh, kind of famous, sort of kind of famous people in the process because of who my grandfather was. Okay. He was uh, a big cheese in the chemical world. Okay. Well, for fiberglass, plastic. Okay. He's a big cheese. He created this stuff. Okay. Huh. Big deal in, in learning how and 
recreated a, a, an engine for the the U-boats so that instead of dumping them off on shores because they couldn't reverse, he re-engineered their, their motors so it could come back to the boat, bring the, take the soldiers back. Huh. He recreated a, a cig- well, not a cigarette boat, but the motor of a racing engine boat thing. <laughs> so he had this plastics um, and people were fascinated by it. And he was such a big guy in in chemistry and inventions. And in uh, he worked for DuPont for a while. Um, we had famous people coming. Yeah. Over calling for my grandfather. And I would talk to God. Who did I talk to? Um, Ford, Nixon, they'd want to come over for lunch or dinner, whatever it was. And I very specifically remember getting in trouble as a kid when I answered the phone and I would go, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And it was, you know, insane dignitary. (laughs) And I would yell up like, pop, pop. (laughs) And then I would Heavily schooled in how to shake a hand. Oh, okay. Because I had to shake the hand of, uh, who was it? Was it the Emperor of Japan? Come on. Um, we were, well, we were, we were a fascination because he came down to visit my grandfather. And we were terrified of the guy because he looked so different. And, you know, side note, I'm a twin. Oh, so, and okay. that's the deal. Twins were, you know, I want to see the twins. Yeah. He came over. He looked scary and different. And we hid underneath their <laughs> huge mahogany dinner table because they would, you know, entertain often. And he said, hey, if you come out, I have and shake my hand. I have a gift for you. And boy, that was it. We came out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I had to shake the hand very, very firmly with a big, with a hard grip. Yeah. Gave us each a gold plate that was painted with an orchid on it. Huh. I still have my plate. I still have it somewhere. How, <laughs> how, how, how old were you when when this happened? I think I was six or seven. Okay. We were we we were little. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. We our handshake was firm since then. <laughs> nice. Well, you know. Weird stuff. That's the weird stuff for me back in Florida is all that, you know, staying at, at Disney for a month. We lived there just to hang out. That's that's crazy. That's, yeah. yeah. I've got so many stories. I have so many crazy stories. Yeah, I'm like, okay, this. Uh, I I don't even know what to ask next because I'm like, oh, I, hot air balloons and gliders. I've never, never, never been in a hot air balloon. I didn't realize it, was that a, is that a thing in Miami area? Like, or was it? Oh, that was a you guys thing. <laughs> it was becoming a thing. Yes, there was a small community of us that flew balloons and played played games with them. Huh. Yeah. I- I heard it's um, it's one of the most peaceful things when you get up there because you're going with the wind and, and all that is. Yeah. 
Okay. It's extraordinarily quiet. Extraordinarily quiet. Uh, the only time it gets loud when I got scared mostly was when we had to to add more hot air below the flames. Yeah. It was loud. It's kind of scary that way, but then it's ultra quiet afterwards. Just like, well, just like um, sky skydiving. You ever skydive? Not yet. I want to. My wife is terrified that I want to do that, but I, I want to do it. Well, <laughs> I guess you that. have. <laughs> Multiple times or? Okay. Yes. Um, and it is uh, extraordinarily, it's frightening the first, what, 30, 40, 50 seconds, something like that, because you can't breathe. They don't tell you this. Oh. <laughs> falling and the air pressure is so great into your nostrils, you are afraid to almost breathe in because it's so the, the pressure is so high that you think your lungs will explode. So you can't breathe in. So you're kind of going, uh, uh, I can't breathe. And then you're <laughs> in front of the camera, wave, make it look like you're having fun. And I'm going, no, I'm not. I can't breathe. I'm dying. So I wasn't sure that they didn't warn you. Yeah. And then they finally opened up the chute. And it, you're just, as soon as you pull that, shoot thing it's it tucks you back up and then you just slowly quietly gracefully fall and not a sound as well just like just like hot air balloons nice Fascinating. nice nice well, okay all right so we <laughs> totally didn't expect to go there all right so um so you grew up in, in miami and then so what what is your uh what's your medical background i mean what when did you um uh what are you in a specific field uh in, in you know yes for physical therapy i got i started working in acute care physical therapy mm -hmm. 1995 okay and and ended up fascinating, funny. I ended up doing a lot of wound care huh. in Florida because we were allowed to do sharps, what we call sharps cleaning for wounds. So you take scalpels and you cut the dead skin off, or you do, you know, all that kind of funky stuff. I don't know if you want to know about. <laughs> uh, it's all good. You no, know, it's all just taking care of the wounds to help them heal. So I did that for 10 years in Florida. Okay. And then I, I, I ended up moving out to Washington State uh, in 2005 and sort of flip-flopped around a little bit, did contract work for hospitals. I did home health care for physical therapy. Eh. I was always scared <laughs> enough I was going to run into the damn dog. Because I <laughs> yeah dog doing this job and it scared me ever since <laughs> they said they had great control of it and no they didn't yeah um and then got into my my last big long time job was uh, with the the military the army okay. um and boy i just fell deep down hard in love with my position so I got almost OCD about it. It was it was comprehensive gait analysis by okay. video, by video um, dissection of every every client or patient I had. Yeah. And loved it. Then I started 
getting into the bigger running and the longer distance running. And I was getting special forces guy that had to go rock, you know, 25 miles with a 40 pound sack. And why am I getting blisters? Well, let's see what's going on in your body. And, you know, functional movement patterns just fascinated me. I saw people as the things that were missing as puzzle pieces dropping out of the sky yeah, and, and into what was missing in their portfolio and their puzzle. And holy cow, it, it just blossomed into this huge clinic that I ran by myself. Really? Um, yeah, I was under a physician um, who was a, a sports medicine MD. And we just created this beautiful uh, experience for near everybody I worked with. I saw thousands and just loved it and did, you know, exercises with everybody and started doing more running and, you know, was trying to figure out, well, wow, why is this happening? Why are you getting a blister here if your body can do this? And then start looking into the shoes and I got, you know, certified. I, I even went to pedorthics school and got certified in being able to modify orthotics and then shoes and then the world of biomechanics started coming in even more yeah and and the people were saying oh use orthotics to help no no maybe for a little while but not for the entire time and no barefoot's better oh wait shoes no barefoot (laughs) and i just ate with and breathed this stuff yeah, and then I, um, government cutbacks happened, and I went back into you know doing PT for uh, God, who was it? Who called me? The cutback happened. I lost my position, stayed there for another year and a half voluntarily until I was losing my savings because I, again, I ate, lived, and breathed it, and, and I had four-star generals begging to have me and my my clinic reimbursed or or paid for again wow. when i finally i nobody could do it and i and i even worked on four-star generals i worked on well undersecretary of the army his wife found me and said no you're going to work on my husband <laughs> and they even stalled a welcoming ceremony for him to come see me and i, cool. I mean it, was an escort deal because of who she was. It was fascinating, right? So then I ended up getting called by the Naval Hospital, and the Navy said, "Hey, we saw your, we saw this, we saw your resume. Would you like to work for us? Sure, would love to." And then uh, that contract ended, and then she worked for a couple other people, and have been working in, and running in races found Angel Mathis, who knew me well, who was the medical director when I met you. And she yeah. said, oh, my God, what you do, can you please be our medical <laughs> Because we just figured out that I've got a great critical sense. If something, something big's happening, I can call it and go, hey, I'm pretty confident this is what's going on. Yeah. And my wound care was great, and my fascination with taping is great. Yeah, it just was such a great mix that I had people mad at me for last year not being there. Well, you know, are are you going to be there this year? Just just what's that? I've actually been asked. Yeah. By, 
<laughs> not by the RD. <laughs> Um, and not by the medical director, but by certain people who ran the the triple uh-huh. um, to work their their aid station. Like, can we please have you? Because we don't really want we really want your brain and your ability to be at that at our station, please. And I may just go ahead and do that. I'll nice, be a big nice. probably be a bigfoot, and there's a couple people that I know have said, uh, we're going to be at Tahoe. Would you please? Because they they want what I do. Which is gotcha. really gotcha. beyond yeah. flattering. Yeah, well that's, that's, that's good to know since I'm in for the triple crown. That's going to be good. <laughs> are nuts. Well, you know. Oh God, last time, what was it? The Moab 240? Did you hear about the 240? What, what what specifically about it? The weather? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's miserable. You, I have all sorts of do's and don'ts, and you know that. I I wrote that up for you guys last time. Remember? Well, yeah, and that and that's some of um. Well, I I want to go before we before we go go too too much into the 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 two hundreds and some of your observations, uh, because I. I we definitely need to talk about that, but I just I'm just curious because I didn't realize you did all the a lot of gate analysis and things like that. Okay, so first thing, I read Born to Run and I did my first first race was a marathon and I did it in Vibram Five Finger Shoes. Okay. <laughs> I and how did you do? Were you one of the lucky ones? I, I well, I had trained in in with it, you know, um, and I had come off of knee surgery, so I was really I was uh, PTing and building up to it, and so. Um, but here, here's the, the kicker. So that was in 2010 in 2000, I think 13, I was, I was training the PR still wearing the Vibram five fingers and, um, did my fastest half marathon and around mile seven, I knew something was wrong, but I still finished it. And I had, uh, had a a little stress fracture in my, um, ankle area, but I ended up recovering and, you know, but, um, and then, that, and then I started wearing ultra cause I like the zero drop and, you know, all that. And, but have padding because concrete. Yeah. So. Those are great for that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> for that. The pad, the, yeah. Are you in paradigms or torrens? I wear mostly on the roads. I wear the, uh, the torrens uh, or the escalantes. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was really thick. I, not sure about those yet, but <laughs> I love ultras. I mean, they're my dress shoes. If I can get away with wearing them as being casual dressy, I would. Well, and, and they, they have some now called the Cades that are a little dressy. I wear those to work. I've tried them and they fall right off my foot. Really? A deep back. Uh, yeah, I, I can't tie it tight enough or I have to go in a smaller shoe. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. So, well, what I was curious, I was what I was curious because you know you talked, you mentioned the barefoot and everything else. Now, one of the benefits I had from that was it it made me uh, watch my form, and you know I, I had to, I had to run correctly, and I, that's why I really still I don't do it as often as I should, but I, I still try to do like some some barefoot and grass running and things like that sometime um, to you know kind of make sure I'm running biomechanically okay a little bit, you know? 
You're looking yeah. at me. I, what's what's that look? What are you giving me here? <laughs> a lot of people. Hang on for a second. Aiden, are you going to head out? Okay. Um, so he, a lot of people think that when they're in the Vibrams, the you know the five toed shoes, five finger shoes, um, that's gonna it's gonna make them run correctly. What it does, what it originally did when you first wear them is you become very aware of how you strike because you're not going to strike your body's brilliant. It's not going to heel strike on a hard surface without cushion underneath. So it's going to change how you land on the ground. You will, you will bring that leg closer to your center of mass and your gravity. So it then becomes a softer (laughs) landing zone. Once you get used to it, most people, if they're on a cushion surface-ish or a treadmill, they will invariably start running heel strike again if that's their natural pattern. Mm. So you're going to continue to, you will have some kind of injury build up at some point in time. Typically, your body doesn't know yet because it's going to be brilliant in its way to get you to keep moving forward. Right? And then something will go, ting, and you'll feel it go, oh, Oh, no, I'm fine. I'm fine. Leave it alone. Well, your body is is kind of going, hey, hello. Um, hi, I'm, I don't think how long, I don't think I can keep doing this for very long to, to cheat with for you. Um, I'm trying, but I think you might need a change. You don't listen to your body like, it'll go away. This knee pain will go away probably. Hip, I don't, whatever. You do it some more and bam, you're hit. Well, it's the body's way of throwing white towel going, stop. stop. I'm done. I cannot do this for you anymore. So that's when we get into trouble with people wanting to do barefoot running or changing their pattern. They'll go right back into their own pattern until their body fails them, makes them stop because they hurt. Their body causes pain in order for it to stop. Yeah. And and we're runners are notorious for uh that's all right. It'll be all right. Yeah, it'll get I'll get past it. I'll run through it. Don't worry. But that's how particular see you later. That's how I think like when the knee starts hurting, you know, your knee is sort of like the parakeet in the mine. Hmm. So usually when the knee starts breaking down on you or you're getting little funky knee pains, it's typically actually either coming from the ankle or from the hip. The knee is just the thing floating in air trying to figure out what the hip and the ankle wants it to do. Yeah. So that's where the pain will start to come in. That's the parakeet. If that sucker starts going, (laughs) stop, (laughs) that's in the chamber. (laughs) They go, oh, what's happening? Something's starting to fail. Gotcha. Well, I know this is, uh, you might not even be able to answer this, but but when you were doing a lot of the the biomechanic, um, you know, watching people and all that, did you find that, um, I mean, what was, I guess, I guess, what was your biggest um, find? Was it, was it a lot of hip issues and mobility type things? 
usually the stuff I was finding was due to the result of overused hamstrings, underused, underutilized glutes, and really poor core control, core activation. Wow. Okay. It's very proximal, very towards the trunk is typically the issue. That was the most. I could usually just see somebody walk and go, ooh, that's going to happen when they run. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, that's that's interesting because, um, I, you know, up until, um, I mean, not long ago, a few years ago, I was I lived in Louisiana and I did a lot of running there. And it's very flat. And I had um, a chiropractor, our, our chiropractor slash PT I went to, and he said, you know, a lot of the problem we had down there was we weren't running with our glutes. We weren't using them. And so I was doing some exercises to help activate them because when there's no hill, you you know, you just, just run, you know, you don't use them as much. So, yeah. yeah. It's very, that's why a lot of people blow their hamstrings. Yeah. Because hamstring just is, again, my, you know, if I'm talking to you as my client or my patient, I would look at you and basically say, well, here's the thing. Your hamstring decided to tell your glutes to be quiet, just to relax. I'll do all the work for you. Don't worry about it. Then the then hamstring goes, well, pff, all right, again, white flag, uncle, can't do it anymore. You really got to help me out. Yeah. Because the glute extensor muscle, and that's your power muscle. And when you don't have that, everything else has to overwork in order to compensate for the lack of butt muscles. Yeah. That's, the whole thing is fascinating to me. Well, it, it, it's interesting to me how, and, I, and I'm kind of, I've kind of learned through trial and error and through, you know, some of the issues I dealt with, but how, where the, like you said, where the pain is, that's usually not where the problem is. It's because that area is compensating for the other and you got to figure out what's going, like, like you said, you know, it's detective work, figure out what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Very good. So, yeah. No, so so um so that that's just so I mean we could probably talk a, a whole bunch. Of, do you still do some of the gate analysis and stuff for people or yeah. are you doing see people clients, I call them friend clients. <laughs> I still see them here at my place. Okay. And you know, I'll do it that way. I don't do a lot of camera work cuz I did it for so long. I can usually just take, it's not everything, but I can take a look at just how their body moves for me in certain patterns and mm-hmm. then test them myself. But I'm like, okay, this is probably what's happening. If you're hurting here, let's do this. Let's do these kinds of strengthening exercises or range of motion exercises, functional movement stuff. I make every, I'd make everybody crawl. Wait, wait crawl? <laughs> I saw your face. What, wait, what? Well, I do. Okay. It is an amazing strengthening exercise, and it can also show me how coordinated, neurologically coordinated they can be, because it's always a reboot. I believe in rebooting the nerve, the nervous system. But when you can crawl on your hands. And your toes with your knees up and off, off of the surface, but you still look like an even square. Your butt's not up in the air. 
Um, your hands are strictly underneath your shoulder joints. It is an outstandingly difficult, hard movement to do. Abdominals kick in, obliques, transversus abdominis, shoulder girdle, your neck muscles, uh, your ankles have got to have the range of motion you need. Your wrists have to have the range of motion they need. Um, it's a ridiculously difficult thing to do. So everybody crawls. The special forces guys, they thought I was smoking crack. <laughs> and we asked them to do that. And I would ask them to do it straight across because I had a racquetball court with the size of my, my clinic. I said, oh, all right. So crawl all the way to the front of my, my court and go backwards. Then talk to me. Wait, I, I did it for them first. I did it first. They're like, this is stupid. Oh, my God. And embarrassed. Oh, Lord. No way. I said, please go right ahead and do this for me. Cheers. And they do it. And they would typically fail. They could not have the minute control strength to do it. And these guys were big boys. They were strong. Yeah. They now, you know, when we get off, I'm going to end up over there <laughs> crawling across the living room. You should. You pull it up on functional movement pattern for crawling. Okay. It's beautiful stuff. It's just, I love it. Because if you don't have the range of motion in your wrist, then you have to cheat. You have to change how you move your entire arm and shoulder in order to reach for something. So then your elbow gets kicked out and then your shoulder joint, that big shoulder joint gets pushed forward and it's just sort of deranged a little bit until you start getting shoulder problems. Huh. So you have to have that entire palm on your uh, of your hand and be able to move forward over your palm instead of being off and rolling off because you can't do it and your elbows are bent. You have to be straight and do it. Look it up in the in there's YouTube, I'm sure, of primal 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 movement patterns. You had kids, right, David? Yes. You watched these kids crawl, didn't you? Yes. Yes. So they would crawl on their hands and knees and toes. And then sometimes they wanted to go a little bit faster. They got strong enough and believe it, they're incredibly strong babies to do this. Mm -hmm. They get up on their hands and on their toes, almost a little bit like bear walking, but with their butt a little bit more straight. Okay. And they're crawling faster. That's exactly it. That's the primal move. Squat. <laughs> Kids squat exactly the way we were. Our bodies are supposed to squat, mm -hmm. but dang there, nobody, none of us can do it. I can do it. <laughs> I, I, I call that a the Gollum squat. You like Gollum on the Lord of the Rings? Did you see that? Yes, <laughs> absolutely. He's not falling backwards, and he's not falling forwards. <laughs> we should always be able to maintain that body's ability to move. And percent of us don't. So, so with this background and being able to see these things, does it, does it, I mean, and you're, you're, you know, around running, you, 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 you still do some running, I assume. Uh, yeah. Does it, can, does it kind of drive you crazy? I, I, I'd imagine like a dentist looking at people's teeth or something, you know, I don't know. <laughs> you see? 
oh, I can't. It's like, oh, oh, look. Oh, God. Can you see that? Oh, I can. So there's some people in my my running pack that I can see will trip. They're they're going to their their toes jam into the trail. It's mostly trail running, but they're jam they jam the front of their feet into the ground instead of landing. They mm. jam this way. They will trip. Their knees are talking to each other like Betty Nuffle best friends. We can't have this stuff, but that's a surefire tripping hazard. And by God, she's tripped a bunch. <laughs> In that way, I go, I'm not going near her. I'm staying away. I'm staying in the back of the pack because I'm safer this way. That's wild. Oh, I can see a lot of people and how they no hip movements. I'm always clinically thinking how these folks move. I, but I don't always go talk to them about it because, you know, it's not always wanted. If they say, you know, my hip's killing me and I don't know why. Christina, can you talk to me about this? I would be more than happy to. But I don't offer constant advice. Yeah. Because, you know, I'm not a fast runner. I'm, I'm not. I'm, you know, right now I'm barely able at this point to run a block. I've been sick since January. Oh, really? I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah. Just- oh, my God. <laughs> That's sick. You know, we thought COVID, but I didn't have it. But it was, you know, that kind of, I had a cough that I couldn't get rid of. I just finally stopped my coughing. Wow. January, I got hit twice. January. Thought I was better in a month. Got hit in February. Same exact situation. Massive sore throat. Um, you know, head pain, nasal pain. Then the coughing. Non-productive, but it sounded productive cough. And I've had that since end of April. So wow. I would try running, and wow, that was a mistake. <laughs> I was yeah. Giving up lungs everywhere. I was coughing up lung every time. So I haven't run. I could barely do a, a block now. It's it stinks. I hate it. It's awful. Yeah. Uh, hopefully you'll be able to build yourself back up. Yeah. I want it because it's really demotivating. It really is. Yeah. Mm. It it and it seems so huge to go out there and run a mile. Just huge. And I'd never in the beginning when I started doing it. Yeah. Miles like, Oh no, no, I'm a mile away from the house. No, 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 I can't do that. (laughs) And now I didn't, I, after that, I didn't have a problem of putting all sorts of miles out. Yeah. Now I'm back there. (laughs) Oh man. Well, we'll, we'll we'll hope you will hope you get back into it good and, you know, get your win back. Yeah. It's going to be a struggle to do, but I want to. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, we have a couple other things we need to talk about. And I, see, I, I somehow I knew this conversation was going to be all over the place. But anyway, so <laughs> this is good, though. This is good. Sorry, I hand it out big time. At least we haven't talked about mushrooms. I know we, we've got to get there. So that, that's what I was just thinking. So we've got we got to get there. So <laughs> so um, so you got to you were on the medical team in 2018 yep. and uh for um for the 200s and so um you know 
200 is kind of a, a whole whole other beast as far as you know ultra running and running and some of the things that that you see and there's a there's actually three of us in oklahoma we're in for the triple crown this year and uh, yeah so we did um we did kind of a joint podcast thing where we got together all three of us and kind of talked about our plan and then we're going to talk about after like how that plan either didn't work or worked or you know and kind of dissected a little bit but you know, you you were on the front lines for all this, and you got to see the good, the bad, the ugly um, things that people were dealing with. And so, um, I, I, I want to hear about some of the things that that you like. Okay, for like you want to tell me and some of the others, like what do you, what are the big th- the big no nos you saw, the big things you, um, yeah, what's what's the the prevalent mistakes you saw made, and that would help us. Same size shoes. Same size. Throughout the throughout the entire 200, people would would change and into the same size shoe. Okay. Don't forget, your y'all are going to be swollen, and then you're going to have extra bandaging, like it or lump it. You have to have larger shoes. And then I would there. You need to. I mean, it's crazy if you don't. Because you're going to be bigger. It's going to be a fatter foot. Yeah. With the blisters and the swelling and then the bandaging. Um, the socks were an issue as well. Uh, people with socks that had seams on mm. them. There's a lot of socks out there like that. They have blisters from that. Yeah. If you can get a sock that fits you well but is uh loose in the toes i've discovered that uh, which is fascinating uh, oh I, i'll try not to tangent <laughs> no it's okay it's okay but i've discovered with socks that are whole toed the whole toe box mm-hmm. that if it fits the, the foot right because it's meant to fit a you know a size six to nine foot well the toes to where the t- to where the the material is, it can get tight. What does that do? It starts to, and I'm going to go this way. It starts to either pull the toes down, mm-hmm. or it will pull the big toe over towards the other toes. Gotcha. It gets washed. Yeah. You guys that get blisters in between the toes, this should really be a, a video call for you know, your other two guys. It would be good to have all three of you guys in this conversation and seeing it because words aren't going to always help. Yeah. But you guys that get the blisters in between the toes, if you're in a sock that then closes up, even if you're an ultra, yeah. that sock is going to control where the toes are. Yeah. And I've discovered that from in gingies to regular socks to then slightly larger socks, but with a more baggier toe and forgive the word baggy, but just loose. So there's yeah. no tension on the skin of the yeah. toe. So I had pretty good um, for the for the for the 200 for the Tahoe 200. The, the size of shoe I was wearing, I had some room. So I, I ended up wearing the same size, but I, I did end up changing at the end. To a little bit roomier shoe, but and the the socks I wore I wore in gingies uh, for all of them, and so I, I had I was I had I was in pretty good shape as far as my feet. I think you guys I had a one a blister kind of on my the inside of my heel, and um, 
that was from, I don't know, I think I was, uh, I wasn't used to having to hike in the shoes I was wearing as much or something. You, you probably could have watched me and figured it out, <laughs> but, yeah. but, um, but the Njinji worked pretty good because it kept my kept them separated, you know. Yeah. So. Now I have seen some. So if the Njinjis are too tight, the seam in between the toes will rub. Okay. Okay. I mean, you've got to really be aware of that. Yeah. I mean, truly. Yeah. If, if the other two guys, if they end up having any issues on toes and they wear Njinjis, they're out of them then. If they have to get them bandaged. Unless okay. They, yeah. Unless they get a more forgiving and gingy, a slightly bigger one or something. Gotcha. Gotcha. One of the things, um, uh, uh, Sean Nakamura, uh, who who's run a bunch of them. Uh, when we started running, we're running Tahoe, and I met him. Uh, we talked over the internet, but I met him in person. We're running together, and I was like, "Hey, man, I don't know what I'm doing. Um, any advice?" And he said, "Take care of your feet." <laughs> so, yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's, All right. That's the biggest deal. Yeah. So, so roomy shoes, as long as you're as long as you're sized correctly anyway in the beginning, yeah. then you'll be okay. Right? Yeah. And then yeah. for a lot of people I would go a half size larger to be able to fit, depending upon style of shoe you're wearing. Mm-hmm. Again, I'm an ultra fan. Same. I don't like yeah. the others. Gotcha. So, so I think uh, you were stationed at. Were you at Sierra Tahoe? Oh God, um, I was everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to remember. Uh, I think that's where we ended up meeting up, and I think um, I know um, we had a few. Um, uh, Walter Handloser, who's who's a friend now, he was there. I, I would not let that boy leave. He couldn't leave. Every time he got up, like oh, he was blowing him out. Oh, dude. Yeah, he had a tough time, but but and then he ended up, I mean, rallying, and I think he beat me. Uh, at, you know, he ended up finishing before I did after, and I left there that aid station before. So, I mean, he was having issues. What other kind of issues did you see with you know with people like you see a lot of dehydration or or um, yeah. a lot of stomach issues. A lot of people were vomiting, and then you know we would have these folks continuing to vomit or have diarrhea because they had to try something different on the day of the race (laughs) drove me nuts. Um, But they would be without food or water for the last 17 miles, 20 miles. The severity of dehydration was huge and they just couldn't, they couldn't make up the depletion. Um, I had one girl that had a, had taken so much salt tablets, but had not urinated. That was an wow. issue. I had a guy that had a huge cardiac problem. The second he moved his body, and he was really depleted as well, his heart would skyrocket to nearly 200s. Wow. I, met, I, I had him leave. I had him get out. And, I, and he was special for it. That was Bigfoot. I love the guy. He was amazing. I saw him in Tahoe. No, he ran Moab. Was it Tahoe? When did I see him? He came back. I can't remember when he came back. But he's like, do you remember me? Yeah, it was Tahoe. No, it was Moab. Yeah. <laughs> it was Moab because he had to, he had to recover. Okay. Uh, it was serious. And he went to the hospital. His, his tribe took him. 
Um, what else have I seen? Mostly a lot of vomiting, hallucination. Everybody thinks, you know, no, no, I'm not going to sleep. I'm not going to sleep. And then they're hallucinating. They become dangerous. Yeah, I what I learned and uh, what I've what I've told the the others um, is I was okay without sleep until I wasn't, and into the second night I was I was great. I felt great, and three miles from an aid station, I got wonky in the head, and you know. I and it was cold, so I couldn't lay down where I was. So I had to get, I, you know, I had to get to the next aid station, and then I I slept. So I'm gonna plan sleep, you know, a little bit better. <laughs> yeah, do you you remember Kalo? I don't remember. I don't. Uh, I had to. He was one of the youngest runners, uh, completely unsupported. Oh wow! Little, man, the man's an amazing human being, but he was not prepared for um the the weather oh no he might have been moab 240 but he wasn't prepared for the weather you gotta have warm clothes he borrowed my clothes i had a couple of people borrow my clothes <laughs> <laughs> but you guys have to be really well prepared you're going to do all three yeah it's going to yeah. be you know bigfoot and that's as long as it's running as long as Candace is going to keep doing this. We don't know. Most races are canceled. Even yeah. Ragnar. What was that last thing you said? It broke up. Ragnar is canceled. Yeah. And uh, well, we just got emails for, for all three of them that, that as of now, everything's still a go. Cause they're, you know, they're the permitting and you know, as of now, you know, so we'll, we'll see. I know. I know. Yeah. So other stuff, massive blisters, um, falls, Somebody broke the ribs. You know, that's just that that's more incidental stuff. But the chronic stuff was really the feet and how somebody might have taped those feet preventatively, which I would never tape preventatively. Yeah. yeah. Don't do it until you have to do it to your skin. You know, yeah. for all three yeah. of you guys, don't do it. Yeah. And I, I don't. I, I'm pretty I have pretty my feet are usually pretty good. And so, yeah. And you guys did a great job of taking care of that, that one issue I had. So, mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So one, another thing I want, um, and I don't know if it's required or not, but one of the things that saved me, cause it did get pretty hot at Tahoe is I, I had a, um, a Sawyer filter and there were times, even with a 70 ounce bladder between eight stations, there were a few times where I was having to filter water from, you know, a pond or a stream, you know, Everybody should have that. I believe they're starting to say that. And now I, I feel like she's also going to go coupless. So or you're not going to be given any of that other stuff to go with you extra. But yeah. I would, I think, I, yeah, I think that's a brilliant idea for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. It had, you know, I, I needed it because at some points and I would have been in trouble without it, even with the 70 ounce bladder, you know, um, I ran out, it got hot. <laughs> it got hot. You know what happens when it gets hot? It goes gets cold in other areas, and we had freezing water bladders. The Ooh. tubes were frozen. We were wondering if you guys, particularly for Moab, if you guys might be able to find some kind of an insulator. You know those, you know the pipe insulations they use. Mm -hmm. If you find a small mini kind of that and strap it on it might prevent it from freezing because nobody could get water well i i 
I, I've had that happen once before running in Kansas. It was um, it wasn't quite as cold out there. It, it was in the 20s and my my tube would freeze. And so what I had to do was tuck it into my clothes. So my body, uh, of course, I was moving pretty fast. It wasn't a uh, it was a hundred miler, but it was you know, I wasn't out there for days. And it was my body heat was able to keep it defrosted so I can get water. Great idea. Great idea. As long as it doesn't hurt your skin. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. With this kind of madness, the three of you are doing, <laughs> which I love, <laughs> there's going to have to be ways to figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 uh, that's part of the fun of it. I mean, that's part of the challenge and the putting, you know, here's what we're going to face. Here's what we might face. And then, you know, problem solving, planning, and, um, you know, all the training and all that's just part of it. And, uh, so I don't know, it's, it's, it's going to be fun. Yeah. And then the, my, did you get, you got my letter two years ago, what to do, what not to do. Didn't you? Everybody I, got, they knew what I, they knew it was me. Was was that uh, that was sent before beforehand? What to do? What not to do? I I. Th- yeah, it was the the title was "Don't Shave Your Balls." <laughs> I think <laughs> I think I did get that. Yeah, I did get that. <laughs> True story. I was wondering if that was going to come up. <laughs> I'll never forget it. It was true. He he just thought it would be cooler and easier. And it was probably the worst fungal infected, bleeding, ulcering wounds from anus to tip of penis and down the inside thighs. So, 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 so. So before the race, it was fine, and it just got blistered and progressed. Oh, he couldn't sit. Oh, poor boy. Yeah. Did Did he finish? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I, okay. I never thought I'd do. <laughs> never thought I'd have seen a young man. That was a different kind of wound care. All <laughs> things. Together, but it was I we we our hearts broke for these guys. There's a couple people that did it, you know. They're, they're like, oh, oh, and it, it, the pain, and then the itch, and then it was it this the smell. It was just awful. So there's I don't know about I think the three of y'all might save yourselves. There's a special brand of underwear out there that helps protect. Everybody gotcha. in, in each compartment. Yes. It's a brilliant thing. And you should probably invest They're like $40 a piece and they are well worth it. I, I did see that. I forgot what they're called, but uh, might have to look into that. Yeah. Balls or Max or it's something. It, it Honest to gosh, you really, you guys really, really should get into, into that. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> it's a real deal. I mean, it's something you got to deal with. So I'll have to do a disclaimer before this one, before this podcast. <laughs> but it's a true statement. Everybody should know it. Just because of the, the amount of horrific wound and, and skin issue that the, the tissues were so 
so injured and damaged from this? Well, it, it's kind of like with uh, with anything, uh, with <laughs> with any chafing or whatever. Once the chafing starts, it's so hard to to go, you know, to get it to to quit having issues, you know, or to quit hurting, you know, once it starts, I mean, you can kind of stop it, but it's better just not to get it to start in the first place. (laughs) That was, and that's why no, don't, nobody does that. Even waxing, waxing is a great idea too, but it still grows in. Yeah. It's not a sharp edge because fascinatingly enough, the razor creates almost like a needle shaped effect of the hair. And okay. so it's either going to grow or it's going to be a needle sharp pointy coming out, just like, you know, how your face is stubbly. Yeah. Stubble on stubble doesn't. <laughs> Unless you're going to stop and shave halfway through the race or something, reshave it or something. <laughs> try wrapping, try, try taping away and protecting, bandaging that stuff. That was yeah. not, that was really hard. <laughs> it was really pleasant. I, I, poor, I felt horrible for that poor guy. And, and you, you definitely earned your keep there for that one. So. <laughs> and there's a couple other guys that did it. It was just, you know, yeah. again, just don't do it. If it don't do anything new that yeah. you haven't done before. Because you yeah. don't know how your body will respond during this intensely stressful situation that you will be taxing your body on. Yeah, don't need additional stressors. So, well, that's that's some good input. And and okay, we've uh, we've got to. Uh, I can't keep you too long. So we've got to talk about um, through observing you. This this is kind of I guess not run related, but it'll probably be uh, health related because because I'm interested in in health benefits of this. You 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 go out and forage and and pick mushrooms. Oh my gosh, I, I eat, live, and breathe it if I could. Yeah. Okay. So I so tattoo for it. <laughs> <laughs> Tigger, I've got Tigger on a northwest dirt pathway with trees, and Tigger's got a basket full of bolites and walking around finding chanterelles and morels and bolites. I, I love it. Okay, so I, I, I'll just tell you that I don't know a whole lot about mushrooms. My wife sent me a picture one day of uh, she was at her parents and there was some some morels, and I was like. Oh, she said, show me a picture of it. I was like, oh, cool mushrooms. And she's like, do you realize what they are? And I'm like, they're mushrooms. And, 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 but we ended up, she picked them and gave them to somebody. And, but, um, I, I was like, well, now we're trying to find them because I want to try them. I heard they're great. I heard they're amazing. You know, they taste really good. And, um, but my only other, uh, in besides like mushrooms on pizza and stuff like that was I, I, uh, I found a company called four sigmatic that does like a coffee with some, um, it's got some, some mushrooms built in like for, um, um, Oh, what, what's the, just kind of help you chaga and some other stuff, you know, uh, lion's mane yes. for it's all that stuff. Yeah. I find, I've never found a lion's mane. Really? Okay. Yeah, I talk to all the time. So, so, Okay, how did you get into this, and and what's what's like your? I mean, I guess it's is it seasonal or? Did you, okay, it's all seasonal. It's it depends. Like in the in Pacific Northwest, we have a you know a 
fall winter season and then a spring kind of summer season depending on how high you want to travel in the mountains um but right now i've already found like several pounds of truffles for the winter so i've got those um and truffles are backbreaking work i smell them which is my uh, really <laughs> i can't stand the smell of truffle but i can smell it in the air it's a very unfortunate nose that i have i can smell everything um <laughs> And then it's now it's morels and spring beliefs. So I just travel. You have to know the soil temperature, the air temperature, how long has it gotten warm for? It hasn't gotten warm enough. More where I go for mushrooms, morels flourish in burn areas. So you go where there's a burn. So during the summer, oh, it's burning on Mount Jolly Mountain somewhere. Like, ah! Take a picture of it on TV because it's got the map on it. And you go, okay, next year I'm there. So I'll drive for three or four hours to get there. And well, it's last- funny you say that because the morels were in a burn area where they burned all the brush out and they did it again this past year. So, yeah. Go back. You should go back now. I don't all know right. what it's like, but the, you know, the soil temperature is supposed to be, you know, 55, 56 to 64, that's what will start to push up the, the morels. Then the air temperature needs to be sunny and warm, and okay. you should be able to find them. Okay, so so you, you, you go out and pick all these different mushrooms, and now for you, is it just, is it just you just enjoy, is it, is it just you, you like them, eating in them, or is it health benefits, or what's? It is more so the thrill of the find. And then it becomes the thrill of the give because my, my love language, my nature is I'm a giver. I'm a caretaker. I will give. Um, and then I'll eat them. Yeah. But it's more those three things. And it's just getting out into nature. I love it. I don't like concrete. I don't want that stuff. I get it. It's there. Okay. Yay. I can drive over it. But I love being out in the in the mountains and finding stuff. You know, you can find ramps and and purple nettle, dead purple nettles you can eat. And God, what else is out there? Fiddle fiddleheads, which are ferns. It's it's a specific fern, but it grows a real curled up like a like a curled up fiddle. And then you then it'll come up as a shoot as the fern leaf if you don't cut it off. You can eat that thing. Huh. You can eat dandelions. You can eat, you know, uh, what is it? The miner's lettuce. It's, it's, it's everywhere. I forage. I glean. God, I go to farms when they're done trying to do their own stuff. And they've got all this food left over in the grounds. This cleaning group, which is part I do cleaning as well. I go over and we pull up all the extra food and we can give it to, you know, food places. Um you know, what is it? The, you know, where you donate food, mm-hmm. food bank, and then you can take a bunch with you. I had 35 pounds of beets. I was <laughs> in heaven. I dug it up by my hand. I cleaned the soil off and I boiled them and pickled them. Wow. I, I can give it as gifts. It's, I get paid a little bit in food for doing this labor that they didn't want to do and being able to give product produce 
to the to folks that need food. Gosh. I love that stuff. That's so cool. Well, and and, and it makes sense though. It's kind of like uh, I mean, because I love. I, I mean, I run. I do trail running, but I love. I love hiking. I love just being out there too. I I, I share. But it's kind of like you know, some people go out and like they they do geocaches where they find this little somebody hides something and they find it. Well, yeah. it's kind of like your your kind of geocache or scavenger hunt or whatever. It is, and I love doing it. I. You, there, there's not a lot you could do with that, like in Florida, but I went to this mushroom fair in Lacey, Washington, the first mushroom event they'd ever done, and walked around and found this group called South Sound Mushroom Club. And I said, what's this? Oh, well, you join. We meet once a month and you know, we'll take you out in forays so you can just see what you're doing, what you're learning and how you pick your mushrooms. And I discovered through that. And I did it for years. I got so good. I just go by myself or people pay me to take them um, that I decided to start looking out for other stuff. There's so much food out there in the world that is walked by or left alone or not picked that can be utilized and eaten and, and dehydrated and put in your foods later on. There's so much out there. And I, it, I was fascinated by that. Like gait analysis, uh-huh. you know, like biomechanics, the same thing, a little less complicated, but still a thrill. So in the wintertime, there's chanterelles and, these really cool toothy looking things like lion's manes, like bear's tooth. There's all these wonderful mushrooms out there too that I'll go look for if I'm not busy out on the slopes snowboarding. <laughs> nice. <laughs> well, you ever thought about doing like a, a I don't know, a, a web page or like, uh, I know you post a lot of this stuff, but like, you know, here's this and here's where you find it. And here's, you know, like for, for people like me that don't, well, I mean, you know, it doesn't have to be specifically, but here's what, you know, we find it in this soil. Here's the luck I've had. And, you know, so even around here in Oklahoma, I can kind of maybe use some of that info to, okay, this looks, you know, similar or. Yeah, in areas I think, um, it, you know, geographic areas is going to be different. So okay. for you, I've got friends in Virginia going, oh, my God, is this what's this mushroom? Well, I don't always know. Yeah, because there are different mushrooms that grow in different lands. I would go to I would go on the, your Oklahoma Web page and say, you know, forging in Oklahoma. OK. Hmm. And it might pull a bunch of stuff up for you. I can't imagine what's there because it's so flat. I went to Okamo- uh, what Where did I go? Okmogi? Mm-hmm. That's not too far from, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I went there. And boy, you know, the fun there is to go to the Walmart Supercenter and hang out tailgating. And I said, really? Now, this was 25 years ago, maybe 20 years ago. Yeah. But I just, it was not the funnest place I could have gone to that's interesting yeah there's there's some uh yeah there's there's some stuff to do you know we we have a few good trails and tulsa and an area a little north of there but yeah okmogee i just drive through there i don't know (laughs) that's right just drive through that's right (laughs) since then yes you go right ahead unless you like tailgating at walmart (laughs) 
Yeah, no. <laughs> not my thing. Not my bag. I didn't want to do it. No, 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 no. So, yeah, coaching is great. I love doing that stuff. I love teaching people whatever I can teach. I love cooking, making marshmallows. I do all sorts of – I had a food <laughs> Wow. Wow. So, okay. So uh, people are going to have, uh, are you okay if I put your, uh, your, your, uh, your Facebook, uh, you know, on the show notes or anything for people to follow you to see some of this? Okay. Oh, good Lord. I almost never post. I repost. <laughs> yeah, I'm fine. I have no problem. You know, truly I'd love if, if, if these guys actually go, Hey, what about these? What about the foot stuff? What about what's the best dressing can I use? Oh, I'll do that any day. Nice, nice. That's that's good. That's good. Um, yeah, people might you might get all kind of questions from from uh, I don't know hot air balloons to stuff in Miami to we kind of crossed a lot of different a lot of different topics today. A varied person, aren't I? I'm not one level. <laughs> so so, um, <laughs> what's next yeah. for you? I don't know. That's what's so exciting. I'm. I don't know. Okay. I'm just working a little bit because of the COVID deal. Yeah. Um, a lot of people got furloughed and I'm down to like one or two days a week work. So I'm not, I'm just hanging out. Yeah. I, yeah. I walk everywhere instead of taking a car as much as I can. Um, the only events I even have that I've actually agreed to was to help some of the, uh, aid stations like please okay (laughs) i medical lead stuff again i want to do the work but they've changed it apparently okay where you have stars and i was like why they don't do wounds like that they don't do the foot stuff and that's what i'm really good at i even put up a beautiful teaching video really spectacular teaching video on um, how to tape the foot and why you're going to tape it in the way you're going to. And I, I have photos of what it looks like if you don't tape it right. Because it's pulling the tissues off and it's hideous. I've got pictures of a lot of people's feet from the past three events. Ah. Points. That's it's, cool. Yeah, I love that stuff. But that's, I mean, I would love to do that again. I just don't know. I don't think it's in the cards. Yeah. It's financial for sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I, I'm, I'm kind of glad that you know there's a good possibility I, I'll see you if these races happen that we'll, you know, meet up and you know, if I'm having any, any, uh, any issues, I, I. <laughs> you, you can help. Don't worry about the shaving thing. I won't be doing that, so you won't have to deal with that issue. Good. And that even means armpits, too. Okay, well, I, I don't do that, so. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, people are really curious about, uh, you know, some of my favorite new dressing was using what I called the silicone, the silicone toe condoms. They're mm-hmm. just toe sleeves. They are amazing. You can MacGyver them and and cut them in a way that you can protect it, the, even in between your toes. It was so good that people should really buy toe condoms and learn how to work with them because you can re- you can reuse them you can wash them dry them reuse them oh and wow beautiful go ahead 
Well, did, uh, can you send me the link to your video that you did on on the the foot care? Do you have it? I don't know. I I ooh, I'll look for it. Okay. I sent it to somebody to cut it to put it together. Okay. And I can't remember who the heck I sent it to, and I believe it was actually on. I'll look, and if not, I can reproduce it. Okay, that'd be something interesting to put a link to that. Yeah, yeah, because people people were getting taped way too tightly last. You know, if it wasn't me, some were taping them too tight, and literally every time you stepped off or pushed off your your foot, it was literally pulling the tissue off of the surface of your toes and the creases. Oh, I, it, Oh God, it was painful to look at and painful to peel off and do again. Well, um, I'm thinking, you know, maybe, maybe in the middle of our, um, you know, after we do our first one, we may, we may do another follow-up podcast and say, Hey, this happened or we dealt with this. And, you know, we may do, a, we may include you in the follow-up if, if that's okay with you and just, you know, absolutely. That would be, that would be awesome. Well, Christina, I thank you so much. It's good to see you. It's really good to see your smiling face. I'm glad we did it video, even though nobody else can, you know, see it. Uh, <laughs> oh, my God, my hair for no reason. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, I, I'll, I'll take a snap of it and put it up. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't. It's okay. Save uh, them. <laughs> Uh, well, well, thank you so much. And thank you for just, I, I, I appreciated one of the things I appreciated about, about you, um, out there was you were dealing with all these things, but you did it with a smile on your face. You were so positive. And, uh, you know, I, I think, I think when I got there, I was over a hundred miles, uh, and, and tired, yeah. but it, it did such, yeah, yeah. And, um, just to have that, that smiling face, that good attitude that does that, you know, uh, anyway, it, it stuck with me and, and I appreciate it. And I hope you can get to continue to help us crazy people out. <laughs> I would love to. I wanted to create my own my own like medical team and call it Carnage Care. <laughs> I like it. I like it. I was excited about it. <laughs> I love the idea. Well, that might be something to think about. You know, you can offer uh, services to, to races and travel out and handle business. I wanted to, but I heard it was really just the the insurance of it was really difficult. Uh, yeah. You know, really, I'm basically nobody. I've got a doctor who'd be who'd love to do it, too. But it's it sounded more complicated than I yeah. wanted. to. Do. I just wanted to do it. Yeah, I just <laughs> want to take Yeah. I'm doing it. Yeah. Well, uh, thank you for doing it. And uh, I, I just appreciate it. And uh, let's let's stay in touch and I'll let you know when this airs and, uh, you know, be looking for some people to ask some questions. I'm sure they'll they'll be reaching out to you. I would love to answer anything as, as much to my to the best of my ability, of course. Well, thank you so much. You, you take care of yourself out there and I hope you get back to running real soon. Me too. I miss it. I don't miss it. And I miss it. Yeah. My body can't wait for not doing any of this activity level. I'm like, no, 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 no. This is not right. No, 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 no. <laughs> That's not change. I've got the COVID quarantine 15. Oh, man. 
I'm, I'm <laughs> suffering a little bit with that, but I'm about to crank up some more training, so it, yeah. it'll go. <laughs> yes, you too. Yeah. Well, you take care of yourself, okay? And, and we'll talk again soon. Yes, sir. Absolutely. And I have the, if the two guys have questions, they can certainly ask me anything as well. I appreciate it. Thank you so yep. much. Be All well. Right. Amazing day. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. There you have it, guys. Lots of good advice. Lots of interesting. I, I, I'm, um, I started looking into a little bit of foraging in our area and, uh, trying to figure out, you know, where I can find some mushrooms. Um, fun, fun stuff, man. Uh, I will put the links. If you go to www.runtheriot.run, uh, there'll be a link, uh, for the show with the show notes. It'll have a, a link to, to Christina's social media and some other pictures and stuff there. And so check that out. There'll also be a link to t8.run, uh, with the discount code 50 dash run the riot for you to check out. Uh, again, go to www.runtheriot.run and you click on the episode and you can find the information. Hope you guys are doing well. Hope you guys are continuing to get some miles in and uh, we'll talk again soon. Take care. Bye bye.